the hurt and the pain, God is there. Marcus, you can come up the stairs over here. It's my husband. Thanks. Last week, we lit the candle of hope. Hope in the sure coming reign of God that we glimpse each day. Okay. Now we, now we, we light the candle of peace, peace that surpasses our understanding. Peace that is the presence of well-being and wholenessness. Let there be peace on earth. <laughs> the peace that was always meant to be. And let it begin with me. All right. Amen. Thank you, Middle. Thank you. 
come this far by faith. And I can't think of a better message this Advent season for how we got to where we are to celebrate what we're here to celebrate today. We've come. and young at heart to join me up on the stage here. Thank you, Chad and Elise. Hi, We Care friends. Come on up. You're the only one up here. You're the first one up here. Come on up, Gabby.
Okay, good afternoon, friends. Happy second Sunday of Advent. Today, we are talking about how God fulfills God's promises through a small child who, like all of you, would show people how to live in peace and love each other. We always talk about in class, and my friend here is very excited, about the different ways that we can promote peace and love. We can do it in tangible ways or in ways that you can touch, like sharing a toy, or in intangible ways, or something you can't touch, like saying a prayer. This Advent season here at Middle, we're sharing peace and love by collecting donations for LGBTQIA youth experiencing homelessness and for children living in detention shelters in Tijuana. We've asked those still wanting to donate today to bring some items to the sanctuary. I would like to ask your help, friends, in leading us towards peace by collecting these offerings. If you brought something into the sanctuary today, you can give a little wave with it so the kids know what they're collecting. You're going to go slowly over to the adults, Miss Sandrine, Miss Amanda, Elise, and you are going to help pick up these offerings. And I've got some fun streamer sticks for friends to follow behind so we can celebrate everything that's given. So here's one for you and you. So why don't we go right down this stairway and start collecting? us towards peace and love and God's promise, let's listen to John lead us through a time of prayer.
Amen. Wasn't that beautiful? If you would still like to donate for our Advent collections, the information about what we need is in the bulletin, and we are accepting donations until Tuesday. So thank you so much for giving generously, and thank you to our young people for leading us in that collection. Hi, good morning. Good afternoon, rather. My name is Amanda. I am one of the ministers here. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I am so happy to welcome you here to Middle Church on this second Sunday of Advent, where we are ushering in and bringing about peace. There are many things that are happening in the life of our community. I hope that you'll take a look at all of those things back here. A couple of things I want to draw your attention to. We have a very active voter reform group that meets periodically. And on our website right now, on the homepage, we have lifted up two really important petitions that anyone can sign. Um, one deals with foreign interference in elections, and one deals with restoring voter rights to inmates in Kentucky. So I hope that you will go to our website and sign those petitions as we bring about justice and peace in the world this Advent season. You can see Claudia, who leads that group for us, if you'd like to come to the meetings or learn more about those efforts. In this season of Advent, we are offering a Tuesday night online Bible study, online Bible study. The information about how to join that is also on our website. This morning, our senior pastor, the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, is preaching at our sister congregation, Fort Washington Collegiate Church and says hello and happy Advent and all those things, but we are thinking of her as she is up there this morning and leading some race conversations there as well. And we are very honored to have with us today Reverend Luis Perez, who will be bringing the word for us momentarily. And I forgot a very important thing. Let's all say hello to anyone who's worshiping online with our digital minister, Natalie Perkins. And if anyone here for the very first time, I would love to see who that is. If you could just raise your hand and keep your hand raised so we can give you a card and let us know where you're visiting from. Where are you visiting from? Highland, New York. Welcome. What about you? Where are you visiting from? Queens, welcome. You all know. Vermont. Vermont. Who else did I miss over here? Anybody? I got this. Yeah. Hi. Brooklyn, welcome. Yes, where are you from? Germany, welcome. Who else? Yes, welcome. Brooklyn. Anyone else? Anyone in the balcony today? Yeah, hi. Where are you from? Lower East Side, welcome. Come back. Everyone come back. <laughs> All right. We're so glad that you are here. Information you can take home was given to you. And now as we continue in worship, I would like to invite my colleague Chad up. Good afternoon. I'm Chad. I'm also one of the ministers here, and my pronouns are he and him. Now we've come to the time in our week when we gather our hearts and minds and bodies together and pray together as a community. It's a special time. We don't often have this chance to do this during the week. If you're with us online, you are part of this community and you're part of this prayer too. Let's begin with a moment of silence and then I'll lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Holy One, 
As you gather us more deeply into this worship, hear our prayers. As the holidays season is upon us, as we pause in the midst of our busy schedules, here in this time, now in this place, we allow ourselves to become more deeply aware of what is going on in our hearts and our minds and our bodies. Now in this time, here in this place, we become more aware of the presence of your spirit, like a flame in the middle of a dark room. Holy One, thank you for being with us. Thank you for opening our eyes to your presence. Let your light grow within our hearts. Let your light grow within the hearts of our neighbors, and let your light grow within our world. Holy One, we confess that sometimes we allow the shadowy, cloudy, misty places of our lives to take over the light of your presence. Sometimes we allow into our hearts fear and doubt. Sometimes we allow into our hearts loneliness, anger, confusion, other distractions. <laughs> Center us, O oh God. Remind us that you are here with us. Forgive us for forgetting that you, you are always with us. And give us the wisdom, O Holy One, to name our feelings and then to give us the strength to allow the light of your presence to change our fear into courage. Allow the light of your presence to change our doubt into faith, our loneliness into real connections with other people, our anger into action. Allow the strength of your light to change our confusion into focus and insight, our despair into hope and vision for a new world. Holy One, thank you for the blessings of your grace and understanding. Help us to more deeply receive your blessings. Help us to see you have already given us the wisdom to know your vision. Help us to see you have already given us the courage to work toward that vision. Help us more deeply receive your blessings. O Holy One, thank you for being with us. Thank you for opening our eyes to your presence. Let your light grow within our hearts. Let your light grow within the hearts of our neighbors and within our world. Amen. And now we invite you to rise in body and or spirit to join hands with those around you. Please join us in the Lord's Prayer. There's an inclusive version printed in your bulletin. And of course, here at Middle, you're free to pray in whatever language, whatever version you're feeling called to pray in this morning. Let us pray. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is.
Dear friends, the peace that we feel here in this moment, now in this place, is the peace that God gives us and God, God calls us to share with one another. Please share a sign of God's peace with each other. Peace be with you.
Before I delve into uh, my reading, I would like to thank you for opening the doors of your heart and of your sacred space to allow me to worship with you. And I also, I feel uh, delighted to uh, have with me friends with, of mine, uh, Richard Courtright and Claudia Rosti, worshiping with me this morning. Our lesson is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. God's word reads as follows. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him and his dwelling shall be glorious. Blessed Lord, as I share my reflection this, this afternoon with the people of God, let it be your words and not mine that come out of my lips so that we can leave this place renewed to do your work in this world, inspire to explore how we can grow in faith and empower to overcome the obstacles that lay in our journey of life. In your name we pray for this grace, amen. We continue our journey through Advent. We continue to prepare ourselves for, to relive the historical birth of the meek baby Jesus in the cradle of our hearts while waiting for him to return a second time as ruler of humanity. We enter a period of celebrating what was while waiting to celebrate what is to come. And what the prophet Isaiah says that we are waiting for is judgment. And by judgment, he means God's desire to harmonize creation and make things right. Now, I'm mindful that Isaiah's words or warning comes as an irritant this afternoon. Who wants to talk about an annoying subject such as judgment? when it is the most wonderful time in the year, as crooner Andy Williams reminds us. In its root sense, the holiday season is about promoting goodwill and holiday cheer. Many of us are looking forward to the decadent dishes served at open houses and office parties. We are looking to experience the warmth provided by the twinkling lights around tree branches. We're looking to experience the ho-ho-ho enthusiasm that is revealed through the eye-popping extravaganza of winter programs such as the Rockettes, and the nostalgic piety created by the pageantry of the living nativity. Suffice it to say that we are all going to be busy doing fun and meaningful things. So why, we ask, is the prophet Isaiah determined to ruin the festivities for the rest of us? Why does he employ a tone in his, this theology that has a streak of Ebenezer Scrooge's curmudgeon spirit in it? I believe that Isaiah does not want us to be thrown off course. We're all sensible people here at the Middle Church. 
We can understand how easy it is to become distracted during Advent where we're pulled into a vortex of activities, making sure no one is left on our shopping list, making sure that we are able to set ourselves up for the festivities of the holidays. But I believe that the season of Advent gives us an opportunity to slow down, to pause, to take inventory, and to explore ways in which we cannot allow distraction to rob us from the opportunities to experience breakthroughs and renewal during the season of Advent. My sermon title is Unfinished Business, and I'm going to offer two perspectives from our lesson, which I believe will see us through brunch, Advent, and hopefully through the rest of our lives, however long and short that may be. First, times of busyness can deprive us from experiencing renewal and reform. Consider the prophet Isaiah in our lesson. He is speaking to a nation reeling from pain, resulting from foreign invasion and political upheaval. So what does he do? He offers them a fresh theology, one that is both corporate and purposeful. Isaiah breaks away from the classical prophecy that was circulating at that time, which had an emphasis on the Mosaic Covenant. And that kind of teaching um, focused or emphasized the importance of the wilderness experience and the laws that God had given the people of Israel. And other of his contemporaries, like Amos and Hosea, were promulgating the same brand of prophecy. But Isaiah says, new challenges call for new voices and from first perspectives to deal with some of the complex challenges that we face in our society. So he builds on that, and he shifts it to the Davidic covenant, which is what we read from our lesson this afternoon. And in that covenant, there is an emphasis that there will be a Messiah, an anointed king who is going to come to establish a kingdom that will live in eternity. But what makes this Messiah very unique is that he is not going to rely on diplomatic relationships or on military strength in order to engender transformative change in society. We heard our lesson, a child should lead them. As importantly, what makes Isaiah's uh, prophetic ministry really important is the idea that rather than focusing solely on the Mosaic Covenant and exclusively with the people of Israel, he says this is going to be a theology that is going to expand and include all the nations, similar to the spirit of the middle church. We're going to have an inclusive community where we're going to invite others to partake and experience the blessings and the freedoms of God and allow them to be full-fledged participants of that society. It is said that Dr. Martin Luther King's imagination was fueled by this passage and that he was inspired to use some of its theology to incorporate it and weave it into his exclusive sermons and ideology. Because for Dr. King, when he was doing ministry on this earth, he was concerned about how African-Americans can fully participate in the American dream. And until things were not removed, he felt that African-Americans were going to experience, and I quote, the American dilemma. There are people in our society who are facing the American dilemma who are not able to fully participate and feel integrated into the promise of America as well into this wonderful covenant that our faith tradition offers us as a result of obstacles that have been erected by social construction or by bad theology, as a result of other attitudes that need to be dismantled. There is unfinished business. And the season of Advent provides us with an opportunity to take stock and to explore to challenge ourselves and to push against the boundaries of society and explore how we can offer others the opportunity to participate. 
We need to do that, my brothers and sisters in Christ and my friends, because if we do not promote moral justice, we cannot have moral peace in our society. My second and final point is that times of busyness sometimes can rob us from the opportunity to contemplate how things are going in our lives. And while Isaiah provides them with a blueprint as to how to rebuild themselves as a nation, he says, wait a minute, we're not going to pretend that everything is right. There are still outstanding issues that we need to look into and we need to work at in order to learn from our past setbacks and, set and negativities. He was concerned primarily with social injustice and moral decay. And Isaiah advances the idea that morality is a decisive factor in the fate of a nation. And by morality, he is thinking about what kind of society do we want to rebuild in the aftermath of our collapse, in the aftermath of these foreign invasion episodes that doesn't have any sense of empathy towards those who are marginalized and less fortunate. What does that say about our moral capacity as a society when we demonstrate moral indifference towards people who are hurting and looking for places to experience healing? And in one of his evocative passages, Isaiah says the following words, "'Assuredly my people shall suffer exile for not giving heed its multitudes, victims of hunger, and its masses parched with thirst.'" When we read about the recent food stamp proposal that will affect 700,000 people, when we read about the fact that there are over 40% of homeless youth, most of whom are gay Americans, grappling for a place where they can experience an outlet for peace and security, when we learn that there are high-ranking officials who continue to disregard good science and not promote environmental justice and stewardship, we are reminded that the struggle for justice must continue. We are reminded that there's still unfinished business and that during the season of Advent, whatever we're called to do, wherever we find ourselves in life, we have an opportunity to grow and to give of ourselves for the betterment of humanity. Like the prophet Isaiah, we must contemplate how things are going around us. We must then dare to call out the social abuses and social injustices that may offend us in order that we may sustain the fabric of our living and working communities. The season of Advent in our lesson encourages each one of us to be expected of a Messiah who is going to come, who is going to create a world order where the lamb and a wolf will be able to coexist. But in order for that to happen, God invites us to be partners in recreating that world and that vision. And God will complete what he has begun, but God invites us to be partners in that process. I would like to share with you the quote of the ethicist Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who ties into Isaiah's message and to this message of Isaiah by reading as follows. The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. May we prepare the spaces in our hearts, in our minds, to embrace the words of Isaiah, but equally as important to act upon them and have the moral imagination to explore how we can undo and justice in our world, and bring healing as a conduit of God in this world. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Lauren Ashcraft, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I am so excited to be with you today. 
I could not have imagined that a few years ago when I could not have imagined that I belonged to any religious congregation. That is because I was used to seeing religion used for hate and oppression, and I wanted nothing at all to do with it. And a few years ago, I was also kind of wandering in my profession, and I met with my professional mentor, who some of you know, Natalie Runyon. <laughs> yeah. And she sensed that maybe I would belong here. So she invited me to come to Middle Church with her. And I felt horrified in, in my soul. And I was like, fine, I'll do it out of politeness. I had this plan that I would go and then say, oh, you know, it was nice and everything, but you know, I'm a little busy. So I was pretty busy at the time, and as some of you know by now, I've been pretty involved in screaming in the streets and helping to plan rallies and marches, and I got really involved in helping to plan the Women's March. So I could not see how that had anything to do with a church. And so uh, I, I ended up going. I was very nervous. I brought my partner with me as a backup plan. He would save me if things got weird. <laughs> So we came, and one of the first things that I saw, I read the bulletin, and you can see it now. The vision of this place is to fight systemic oppression. And I was like, I can dig this, all right. So I sat there and I listened. The gospel choir was amazing. I was like, this is cool. Then the, the word for the message for all ages was about the first black woman in outer space, and I was like, yes. And then Jackie Lewis gave her sermon, and you all know how amazing she is and what kind of impression she must have made on me. And she gave a sermon about what it was like for her to march in the Women's March, which clicked with me just a little bit. <laughs> so I left that day and I was like, you know what, this is weird, but I'll give this place another chance. <laughs> and I kept giving it another chance. I was creeping in the back for about a year when Amanda Ashcraft no relation to me, by the way. Very strange. <laughs> Same last name. Uh, I was creeping in the back, and she very kindly and quietly was like, I noticed you've been coming for a while, and it might be time for you to actually join. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and here I am today, and I've become such a proud member that I'm now dedicating my time to stewardship here at Middle. So excited um, to, to be part of a church that walks the walk. And the fact that we are involved in fighting voter oppression and helping people in Puerto Rico and making sure that the hungry are fed, these are all things that resonate with me and these are all what make Middle Church so special. So I'm here in two capacities today as a member to thank you for making me feel so welcome and for making me so excited to come here every Sunday. And also, number two, we can't do the amazing things that we do without your contributions and your gifts and volunteering. There are green bags that are gonna come down the aisles and whatever you can give today makes a huge difference in being able to continue the amazing things that we do every day as part of being part of this congregation. And if you can't afford it today or you just want to let us know of your future intent to give, there's a pledge form in your bulletin that you can fill out and also hand it to one of us. And we'll, we'll just know for the future you're helping us plan our budget and 
look forward into future amazing things. So thank you. Really excited to be here. And come see me after if you have any questions. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, for this Advent season where we can be renewed in our bringing about the reign of God, we are grateful. Holy God, for these gifts that have been given today in the form of crayons, hygiene products, coloring pencils, stickers, in the form of song, of our deacons, of our ushers, of our parents bringing children, of all of us showing up. We are grateful for the money that has been given to fuel this movement of peace. We give you thanks. And we ask now, believing that you will multiply all of these gifts in unimaginable ways to bring about your good work on earth. Amen. Amen. All right, my friends, we're coming to our closing hymn, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore You. Would you join us in body and soul and voice and just make it an all-around experience?
Thank you, Gospel Choir. <laughs> thank you, everyone who helped lead worship today, and thank you all for being a part of our ongoing journey in this Advent season. Many thanks to Reverend Luis Perez for bringing the word today. Thank you for reminding us that in our world today, there is still some unfinished business. There are still people who are hungry. There are still people who are homeless. There are still people who are suffering under the weight of all of our climate change. The struggle must continue. The struggle must continue. And thankfully, we, must, we don't have to struggle alone. For we are with each other, and God is with us, and God is offering us a vision on how to move forward in our struggle. So now, empowered by this good news, go forth into the world to love and serve. Thanks be to God. <laughs>